I think it was a very good lesson for all of us to realize that it's okay to be having fun on a family trip differently. Whatever makes you the happiest, just do it, because this is what the vacation is for. But anyway, the main and the best part about this trip, really, is that I did not have to work at all. It was probably the first vacation I took in years where I really was able to fully unplug, fully recharge, and really not work. Hello, friend. I'm your host, Olena Mitrak, and this is the Spark Your Life podcast, a place where we go personal and way beneath the surface to learn how to be happy and successful both at the same time. No more need to compromise or choose one over the other. You can have it all. See this as your perfect coffee break podcast that will inspire you to go ahead and take that first step towards a truly exceptional and extraordinary life. Let's dive in. Hello, friend. I am back. It's so good to be back to recording a podcast after a few week break. I was on vacation last week and I pre-recorded a few episodes before the vacation. And I just feel so relaxed and so recharged right now. We took a one week trip to the Bahamas. It was my first time in the Caribbean and it was such a wonderful trip. I grew up next to the sea and I would always love to swim in the open water and it's been years since I was able to do it. So I really enjoyed that trip. We swam with the dolphins, with the sea turtles. We even visited a grotto from James Bond movie, Thunderball. I haven't seen the movie, surprisingly, but now I feel like I have to see it because it was such a wonderful adventure. Once you were in that grotto, it was like you were swimming in the fish soup, literally. It, it was amazing. Actually, I need to thank Dasha for it. She was so brave. She almost demanded going to see that grotto and... I just couldn't let her go by herself, so I had to go with her, and it was truly amazing experience. Another amazing experience that we had together was I introduced her to scuba diving. I used to scuba dive, but it's been probably 13 or 15 years since I've done it. She's never done it, of course. She's only 10 years old. And when I suggested, should we do it? She was like, yeah, sure, let's do it. So we went and we had this Discover Scuba Diving tour, and it was amazing. It's so interesting how all of our family members, they, we have some different fears, except Dasha. She's fearless. She has absolutely no fears. For example, I'm terrified of water slides. And where we were staying, it was a big water park with a ton of slides. And Kevin and Dasha, they would spend 30 minutes every day at least riding those slides or those tubes. But no matter how much they were begging me to do it and to join them, I would just not do it. I would always feel like, I'm going to flee, but I'm going to hurt myself. It's just not my thing. And they were having so much fun. The opposite happened with scuba diving. Me and Dasha, we were having so much fun. And my husband was like, no, I'm not doing this. I, I cannot imagine myself being under the water with a scuba and breathing with some stuff in my mouth. So, yeah, I guess we just had to navigate this as a family, having these different interests and being okay, not being together 24 by 7. Because at first I even thought, how can I go on this scuba diving tour with Dasha and how can I leave Kevin at home? But then I realized that it's okay, actually, because he took another tour. He took some historical tour with a driver and he learned a lot about the history of the island. So he had fun in the way that would bring fun to him. And me and Dasha, we had fun in our own way. I think it was a very good lesson for all of us to realize that it's okay to be having fun on a family trip differently. Whatever 
makes you the happiest, just do it because this is what the vacation is for. But anyway, the main and the best part about this trip really is that I did not have to work at all. It was probably the first vacation I took in years where I really was able to fully unplug, fully recharge and really not work. I was a bit nervous about it because I still remember my trip in March, which was supposed to be a family vacation. I have a podcast episode about that. It turned into the opposite of being a relaxing vacation. So I definitely didn't want to repeat the same experience. I actually used my own life design framework that I teach inside the Bravery Circle. I used it for myself to make sure that I focus this time to be with my family and with myself and that I really don't work. And it worked. It really worked well. And so many of you were asking me on Instagram during my trip when I was posting stories, you were responding to them and you were asking Hey, are there any tips or tricks that you can give us to make sure that our vacation goes that way? Especially those of you who remembered how chaotic and disorganized the week before my vacation was. I had a trip to LA that got canceled. We have our AC that broke down and didn't work. So it was all messed up. And still, I was actually able to finish my work week on Friday at about three. I packed my luggage. I packed for the whole family and I was relaxed all evening on Friday. And then when it was time for us to get on a plane on Saturday, it really felt very nice and relaxing. It didn't feel rushed at all. I'm sure many of you have experienced this in the past. I have definitely experienced this when you know you have a flight Saturday morning and it's Friday night and you are still rushing through a million things that you need to finish, that you need to wrap up. And this seems like an endless to-do list. You realize that you just can't do it and you haven't packed yet. You haven't even started packing. So as a result, at some point you just say, screw it. You are done for the day because you have zero energy left and you have to set your alarm for 6 a.m. next morning to be able to pack everybody's stuff for the trip. So I've done this. I've been in this situation in the past and not once. Let me know if, if that's something you can relate to. But I, I really wanted this experience to be different. I'm so glad that many of you asked me about my tips or tricks because I really wanted to record a podcast episode about this. I would have probably recorded it anyway. So it's very well suited that I'm going to just answer your questions. I do have four main tips and four main things that I these days try to keep an eye on and to remember that really helped me this time. And I'm planning to continue using them. Of course, we've all heard some obvious surface-level advice. Yes, you need to delegate, you need to remove things off your plate for the time you're going to be gone. But that's too easy. That's too obvious. That's not really helpful if you ask me. Here on this podcast, I always like to go deeper. I like to go beneath the surface. And this is what we're going to do today. And I'm going to share some tips that might be more obvious and some which honestly are the tricky ones. I have seen myself forgetting about them and I'm sure some of you are forgetting about the, them too. So I hope it's going to be insightful for you. Tip number one is you need to plan what you need to do during the vacation, before vacation and after the vacation. You need to really map out and understand what kind of deadlines, milestones, important projects need to be completed by you in this time frame? What most of us do, we focus on the time when we are away. In my case, 
I would only think about what are the deadlines for me for last week specifically. But it is really important to also take into account things that you will need to take care of right before you leave and right after you come back. Because the last thing I want on my vacation is, let's say, on a Wednesday, realize that, oh, crap, I have a deadline coming up next Monday. I will already be home by Monday, but if I don't get on top of this now, there is no chance I'm going to get it done by Monday. What ends up happening is you have to work during your vacation to be able to meet that deadline on the coming Monday. But instead, if you plan for that, if you think about it, and if you know that it's coming, you will be able to either delegate it to somebody before your vacation or you'll just get it done before your vacation so that when you come back, it's already done. It's already taken care of. You don't need to worry about it. So this is something that I have found myself sometimes forgetting about, but it's really important. If you have a trip planned in the near future, just grab a notebook, a planner, a piece of paper and list down the important tasks that are on your plate now that will be on your plate for the time when you're away and right after. I would say a week after. Make sure that all those things are taken care of. This will give you enough time when you come back to really catch up without being rushed to complete some immediate deadlines. This is why I pre-recorded several podcast episodes before my trip, a couple of weeks before my trip, actually, so that I didn't need to jump on it right away. And yes, I'm recording a podcast episode now, but it's not in a rush. It's not going to come out until next week. So I do have time and I'm not rushed. Had I not done that, I would have had to record a podcast episode that would be released this week. But I took care of this. So this is something to keep in mind. The next tip, which is related to the first one, all of them are really related, but you need to plan ahead. You can't assume that you do all this planning and mapping exercise two days before your trip or even one week before your trip. Honestly, even to allocate time to do planning, you need to plan for that time. It's like I need to have a plan how I am going to come up with a plan, right? You've probably heard this before. But if you want to be able to dedicate time to really sitting down and mapping everything out that's coming in for you in the next month, you need to do that way ahead of time. You can't really wait until the very last minute to do it. Otherwise, remember, Friday night, million things to be completed, and we don't want that, right? This is something that we really want to avoid. Again, what happens then is the best case scenario, you just say, screw it. You leave for vacation anyway, and you deal with everything else when you come back, and then you're just so stressed immediately the first day after you're back. Or the worst case scenario, you have to carry all that stuff that you haven't finished with you to your vacation. Then you end up working throughout your vacation because you need to catch up, because you don't want to feel so stressed on a Monday after you get back on a Sunday. By the way, this is not a formal trip, but something that has really worked well for our family we try to never get back home on a Sunday anymore. We always try to come back on a Saturday because we just know that the first 24 hours after we are back, we are completely screwed. Our time clock is completely wrong and it's just impossible to do anything the first day. So if you can plan to come back on a Saturday so that Sunday you can just take it easy and relax and unpack and do whatever you need to do or just do nothing, which is also nice, do that. Then there is this third tip, which I find we often miss. I personally hate when I need somebody at work to do something for me and I start drafting an email and I send them an email and I receive an auto reply saying, oh, I'm out of office until blah, blah, blah. My response will be delayed 
Or I try to reach out to them on the messenger and I get the same auto reply or just the same status update that they are actually on vacation. Because then I'm left with the need to make a decision. What do I do? Do I bother them on vacation or do I wait or do I find some workaround? Depending on how critical that issue is, I might actually have to bother them on vacation. And I hate to do that, but I have to do it because there is just no way around it. If there is a very time-sensitive issue that I need them for and they are the only person who can deal with it now, then I have to bother them. And guess what? I don't want to be that person who will be bothered while on vacation, right? That's why when you plan what is coming up, plan for not just things that you are responsible for, things that you need to do, that they are things that are already on your plate, but also things that others might need from you. Some things that maybe you are the main person in charge and maybe some approval is going to be needed that only you can give. Or maybe you have the specific knowledge that might be needed while you're gone. Plan for that too and try to give people as much notice that you will be gone from this day to this date as possible. Of course, setting auto reply in your email box and also in your messenger is the basics. But it's kind of too late to let people know you're gone when you're already gone. What I try to do is doing such things as just adding out-of-office notice to my email signature. I try to do that. Sometimes I'm guilty of not doing it well in advance, but I try to do it maybe a, a month in advance so that when I email people a few weeks before I'm even going to be gone, they're already going to see that because it's going to be in bold red font. So they will see that I will be gone these days. If they know that they will need something from me in the near future, it will give them the push to get it done while I'm still there. There is actually one interesting trick that I've seen one of my colleagues did, which I thought was pretty genius. I'd never seen it before. I mentioned that many messengers, uh, Slack, t Microsoft Teams, they all have ability to set out-of-office statuses. Usually people use those to set those out-of-office statuses when they're already out, right? But what this guy did, he actually used this functionality to set an advance notice. I was uh, about to send him a message and I read that he said, I'm going to be gone starting from July 10th up to July 15th or whatever. It was in the future. So I was like, oh, okay, that's good to know. I have a week or two weeks now to resolve that thing that I need him for. That gave me a very good heads up and I was able to deal with it before he was gone. Try to give people as much notice as possible. Try to make it as easy for people to know that you're going to be gone as possible. Because then they will have a better chance of dealing with things that they need to deal with while you're still there. And they will not feel pressured to bother you on vacation. Honestly, they will probably feel guiltier to bother you because how many times have you told them, right? If you told them 10 times that you will be gone, they will feel pretty bad trying to bother you. So do that. Don't forget about that. Then there is a tip number four, which I think is the trickiest. If you're doing everything else right, if you're following all the previous tips and you're still struggling with these last minute things piling on your plate the night before your vacation, you're likely missing on this one. It is freeing up your space before your vacation, creating that buffer so you can deal with things in advance. Let me explain. If you're going to go on a one-week trip, then ideally you want to do nothing work-related during that trip. But also that might mean that you don't want to do anything non-work related that is not vacation related either. 
you're basically trying to free up a complete week, but normally you would be doing stuff during this week. Some of this stuff you might be postponing, but the rest will likely have to be done before your vacation. What that means is that likely during the one or two weeks prior to your vacation, you'll have to exceed your workload by maybe 50% or up to 100%. You'll have to squeeze in twice as much tasks in the same amount of time. If you don't plan for that, this is when you end up spending Friday night before your vacation trying to rush through everything and wrap it up. It's not possible to get twice as many things done in the same amount of time. What you have to do is to try to free up as much space, as much time during the few weeks before your vacation as possible. It doesn't have to be even work-related. You have to try to postpone or cancel any non-essential work meetings to free up time on your calendar to catch up on the coming deadlines and milestones or things that you will need to give to other people so that they don't bother you. But it might also be something personal. For example, with the school year first approaching, maybe your kid is asking you to buy them a new backpack. There is a shopping mall in the other side of your city where they sell the best possible backpacks. Yeah, the trip might seem like a 30-minute trip, but if you add up all the driving time and lunch and everything, it's going to probably be four hours. Can it wait after your vacation? Yes, it can. You probably should postpone it to after your vacation because then you can have these four hours to do something that is related to your vacation. You can prepare for your vacation. You can plan what you're going to bring, what clothes. Maybe you need to buy some sunscreen. Maybe you need to buy some scuba diving equipment, some snorkel, some mask or whatever that is. Use that time for that because otherwise you'll have to still squeeze that activity into less time and you'll be struggling. That's why tip number two was saying that you need to start planning sooner. It's just impossible to squeeze in two weeks worth of activities and tasks into one week. So you have to stretch it out. That's why when I started planning for our trip, I started planning a month in advance. What was coming up for me personally, for my business, for bravery, for my work? I started mapping things out in several buckets. What needs to happen before my vacation? Okay, I have to leave it there and I have to deal with it. What can be postponed after my vacation? There were a bunch of things which some of them I would like to do, but I had to make a decision to postpone them because otherwise I would be too stretched. And there would be things that can be maybe delegated, something that you can delegate to your team members. I delegated some things to my bravery team members. I delegated other things to my work team. That's why you need time to prepare you need time to really map it all out and stretch it out across the larger amount of time that will give you more freedom, more flexibility to deal with this. The trickiest part here is you're probably asking a question already in your mind. How do I even know what's coming, right? How can I come up with this complete list of things that are going to come up that I need to think about? This is where your life map comes in very handy because it gives you a very clear picture of your whole life, not just work, not just business, not just family. Maybe you have a doctor's appointment, which you completely forgot about. But if you see that live domain that says health, you will likely remember, oh, I have some surgery planned for this month. Should I cancel it? Should I move it? Should I cancel something else so I can actually do my surgery and still plan for my vacation? 
you have to be able to think about all these things and having that life map in, in front of you is a really handy tool. And then once you know what you need to remove from your plate for the upcoming several weeks, then the next question comes in. How do you say no to these things? Maybe your friends have invited you to the barbecue this weekend and you feel bad saying no to them. Yes, you haven't seen them in a while. You'd like to go see them, but you know it's going to take up your whole weekend, which you would probably rather spend planning for your vacation. So how do you actually say no to them without offending them and without feeling bad, feeling guilty, feeling like you are a bad person? This is where your personal strengths come in. And this is where your core values come in. Once you are able to answer the question to yourself, what is more important to me right now and why, you have a stronger position to explain this to other people. You can go to your friends and tell them, hey, sorry, we would love to hang out. Can we please do it in a month from now? Because we are really trying to get ready for this trip. It's really important for us. We haven't taken a family trip in two years and we just don't have enough time to get everything done. So please, let's do this barbecue in September instead of August. I'm sure they will understand. Look, if they don't, then maybe they're not that great of friends because good friends will definitely understand. But knowing what you're dealing with, having that holistic picture of your life, knowing why some things need to take priority over the others, and then having that internal strength and confidence to say no to those things that have to be deprioritized, this is key and this is tricky. And this is exactly what I teach in inside the bravery circle because it's one thing to know what needs to happen and it's another thing to actually be able to do it this way. As I said, I know it's easier said than done. And I really want to show you exactly how I did this for my trip. And I want to show you the exact life map template that I have used and I use personally and that I use to, to prepare for my vacation. This is why I'm planning a free boot camp beginning July 31st and up to August 17. Over the course of the three weeks, I'm going to teach you live and completely free of charge what are the foundational principles of life and life design and living your life by design, like what I explained early in this episode? What does it mean to be living your life by design instead of living it by accident? What does it mean to be in control instead of letting all these circumstances and unexpected things dictate your life? Then I'll give you the exact template of the life map and you'll create your own life map. I'll teach you exactly how to use it to not just have a relaxing vacation next time, but to make the upcoming holiday season much more relaxing. Do you remember that stress and overwhelm regarding hosting dinners, buying presents for the extended family members who you have never seen in your life, but you still feel obligated to buy presents for them because they are family? All these little things that add stress to your life, you can actually deal with them. I'm going to show you exactly how. So if that is something that you're interested in, I'm really excited about this bootcamp and the link to sign up is in the show notes. So please click this link. As I said, it's completely free of charge and I know it's going to be a life experience. It's going to be evening time. So hopefully most of you will be able to accommodate. If you feel like you won't be able to accommodate and join those live Zoom workshops in the evening, every Monday and every Thursday, then please still sign up. Once you receive a welcome email from me, reply to this email and let me know because I have a solution for you. I have a different solution that will allow you to watch the replay, even though it's not going to be officially available. But let me know and I'll, I'll make it work for you, okay? I hope this was useful. 
I hope your next vacation, whether it's in two weeks or two months or whatever, is going to be the best vacation ever. Let me know how it goes. Let me know if you have any questions. And as always, have those questions come in. There is a form in the show notes to submit your questions, your challenges, your topics, or simply DM me on Instagram with any question that you might have. I'll make sure I'll answer it in the future episodes of the podcast. I will see you for the next episode next week. Bye-bye.